Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. I'd like to invite you to join me for a pilgrimage tour to France this September. It's based on my book, St. Benedict and St. Therese, The Little Rule and the Little Way. I'll be teaching about the spiritualities and the lives of these two great saints, and we'll be visiting the great monastery of Fleury, where St. Benedict's relics are venerated, and of course going to Lisieux to visit the childhood home of St. Therese, the Carmel where she was a nun, and the great basilica dedicated to her honor. But there's more than that. At Paris, we'll be visiting the Basilica of Sacré-Cœur, Rue de Bac with the Miraculous Medal, going on to Vézelay, Nevers with St. Bernadette, paris le Monial, where the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus was given to St. Margaret Mary, and then Chartres Cathedral, Mont Saint-Michel, the Normandy beaches, and more. I think there's not only going to be time for instruction and learning, but also prayer and worship, celebrating Mass in the various locations, and also time for fellowship and a good bit of French food and wine, too. Come and join us this September. If you'd like to know more, go to catholicheritagetours.com. That's catholicheritagetours.com, or be in touch with me through my website, twightlongenecker.com. Fellowship and Love. Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love. I really do feel that Mary had a role in bringing me back to the Catholic Church. He reminded me that Mary was my mom. I always fell upon if I needed a desperate prayer, I always called to Mary. I could see that Mary had a hand in this. She began to speak to my heart. Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love. Hello, everyone. This is Alexis Walkenstein, and you are listening to Mary's Touch, the show that brings you real-life stories of Mary's love and real stories of men and women living a bold witness of the Catholic faith. I am joined again by my two Hollywood heroes, Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman. They are the best friend writing, producing, directing team of the new movie, Unplanned, which has really taken the country by storm. And our last show we did with Chuck and Carrie was really about the men, the making of the men uh, here in Hollywood, two Catholic men who are devoted, strong men of, of Christ, um, lovers of the Lord and the Blessed Mother and the, the church's saints, living really a, a powerful witness in Hollywood. But I want to really get into the making of the movie Unplanned. Our audience is not unfamiliar with Unplanned. Abby Johnson's story has been featured on Mary's Touch with Abby Johnson when the book was released. Um, she is a friend of Mary's Touch, which is an apostolate out of Texas. And I think it's just a story that our listeners will want to hear how Carrie and Chuck had Abby's story in their hands and the making of a movie that really nobody wants anyone to see. The story of a, a woman who was in the grips of death in the culture of Planned Parenthood, the culture of death, facilitating uh, and complicit in 22,000 abortions, having two of her own, her conversion is really reflective of what anyone's conversion can be. It, it, it depicts the mercy of God in such a powerful way. And how to tell that on the big screen, only Chuck and Carrie could do that. So a uh, welcome back to Mary's Touch. I want to talk about, we have so many things to talk about, your devotion to Our Lady, the way that you've prayed through this film. But I think first, let's hear a little bit about our friend Megan Harrington showed up with Unplanned 
in your hands in a coffee shop. This yep. is how this whole explosion took place. She knew where to find us if she was looking for us. Was she looking for you? Was it an accident that you ran into each other? That piece, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if she was looking for. Well, yes, yeah, she probably was it's looking like, for us because she's not from that area. But she came up to us and and just boldly gave gave us unplanned and and said. You need to make this a movie. And she sat down. We talked for about 10 minutes. We looked at the cover, Unplanned. We had no idea what she was talking about. There's this girl on the on the cover, and it says Unplanned. And, you never heard of it. And I'm like, you know, but and I wasn't going to no, say actually, anything. actually, I had heard of Abby Johnson, but we're not too bright. So <laughs> the Lord, the Lord, and it, I never considered Abby's story for a right. movie. I the mean, little bit that I'd seen of it. And to be honest, so like she stayed 10, 15, 20 minutes. We had coffee, whatever, and then she left. That's when the real conversation, I looked at him, he looked at me, and I'm like, yeah, right, chick flick. Ain't going to happen. Right. We're doing a Two Western. Two tough guys aren't right. going to do a chick flick. We're doing a Western. Chick flick centered on human reproduction. Something we're totally happen. aware of, So this right? is a God thing, really. I mean, this it is was absolutely the a God, God thing. And so we're, we're laughing because we are committed that we're going to be doing this Western that we had planned out. And uh, so that's where we're going to go. But we made the mistake of going back to the office and praying on it. And I'm like, as we're praying, I just hear from the Lord, this is what I would like you. Not, it's, not it, a command, it's a remind, not an order. It's a reminder that the Lord appears to be singularly unconcerned with our schedule for ourselves. Or what, <laughs> or what we want. Or what we want. Our and, wish list, yes. And he basically said, this is what I want you to do. And so, okay. And like you I, hear an audible voice, like we're talking to each other. How does the I Lord know, communicate with you? I know a lot of people have a hard time with that. And, you know, they say, well, it could be the adversary and that that is the case i mean the adversary i'm sure test tries to spirit. mess that up right but you have to test it like paul said right mm-hmm. and and yeah i hear a voice occasionally it's not like every day it doesn't tell me to go you know have oatmeal for breakfast and stuff like that i it just but when i'm in prayer in certain places and it's not a lot of distractions and if it's important and i really am praying and uh you know all of a sudden a couple of words or occasionally i mean it's two or three times in my whole he's life he's always had this even before he got close to the lord he had this yeah i mean oh, i'll get a vision I'll, or... I'll, I'll use the i'll use the crazy example i mean i don't think we ever mentioned this publicly before but you know that when guys that did came out so it had a pretty good opening weekend and tuesday morning i think it used to actually take till tuesday at that point in time for you you'd see the what the box office results uh for the weekend and I'm like, eh, I'm curious what it'll do, you know, just casual. And so he just kind of put his head down and prayed for maybe 90 seconds. He says, I think I'm here in 63. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is the movie goes and makes 60 million, not 63, yep. at, in the box office, And so, <clears throat> which is amazing. Uh, so what happens is I'm kind of bummed out because I'm like, well, maybe that wasn't the Lord because the Lord doesn't deal in approximation, right? You right. Know, at 63 is 63. So to make of up course, the <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking for ways to do well. Maybe he meant 60. It's kind you of know. like the miracles for sanctification. For, for if you're going to become a saint, they, they like the partial healings they throw away. It's got to be a full and complete Precision. healing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm just kind of like bummed out. And this is a funny thing because as a mortal, what is the first thing I'm thinking? Well maybe it wasn't him or I'm losing faith basically which is sad really 
So what happens is like three days later. Well, it took a little bit longer than that because the foreign releases trailed by a couple That's weeks. Right. But lo and behold, within about 90 days, all the foreign numbers were done. And guess exactly. It was 60, 60 domestic, million. three foreign. That's incredible. It, I, well, And they count Canada into that box and Mexico and stuff. So they put right. in six, So bam, it, it, was, it was 63 million. It was 63. That's incredible. And so you're, you're doing God's Not Dead. You get the book by Megan Harrington. Did you ever imagine that you'd be doing a story not only about abortion, but at one of the most volatile periods in American history? Let me stop you there. No. I mean, seriously, come on. You know, I mean, Abby, it, Abby Johnson always says nobody grows up uh, saying, I want to work in an abortion clinic one day. I can assure you no filmmaker right. starts out saying, oh, yeah, I can't go. wait to go make an abortion movie. <laughs> and we actually had from, you know, the Irwin brothers who did October Baby, their informal advice to every aspiring filmmaker is whatever you do, don't go make an abortion movie because they mm. got enough they got enough grief for theirs. And in a pro-choice town, and I don't mean pro-choice, I mean pro-radically choice right. town, Militantly, radically there are pro-choice. three pro-lifers, me, Chuck, <laughs> And you, okay? <laughs> if you want to add Jesus and the Virgin, and that's five. Where two okay? or more are gathered in his name. And so, <laughs> hopefully, the Archbishop, actually, there might be a fourth. Yeah. So. yeah. But what happened was that we went, we prayed, and the Lord said, I want you to do it. And so we were Scary, all. Scary, a little yeah, bit. I, I, yeah, of course it was. Because, and not only that, I mean, you know, the mortal flesh, we'd love to make a Western with Clint Eastwood, right? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Fun. this is the spiritual, this is right? Serious, this is right. This is the soul. And like I said last week, um, you got to determine whether you believe in God. So if God, if you really do believe in God, and he says to you, I would like you to do that. He's not commanding. He's just saying, I would like you to do this. Moses, I'd really like you to go speak to Pharaoh. Right. Well, you got to make that decision. Do you love God enough to do what free he says? Free will. He's right. giving and you he free gives will. It to him. So we decided we're going to do it. We start praying again. I said, okay, we're going to start. Uh, and uh, how do you want us to write it? And, you know, please come through it. And we're going through in that. And I hear, not yet. And I'm like... What? I mean, you got us all fired up. <laughs> and right. and you're telling us not yet. I tell him, the Lord is telling me not yet. And he's like, what? And so we, we, we're figuring it out. I am so bummed for a week because I want to do the Lord's will, right? I want to make the movie and I know we'll have his blessing, right? So a week goes by and I'm walking, we're walking through someplace, I forget where it was, or Warner Brothers or whatever it is. And what happens is all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I hear not yet doesn't mean no. Yes. It means not yet and it was such a staggering thing for me well, to realize we all had parents growing up and we got the maybe later and you knew maybe later meant it was no pretty much never it was a parent right. the, the, <laughs> it was let you down easy the lord doesn't have to use deception he just kind of right. lets yeah. you know the way it, it is it. so but we have such worldly mindsets that we have to condition ourselves right. to be thinking the way that heaven thinks to, right to hear and him. it's hard it's hard it's hard so what happens is that uh we get all fired up and we figure okay it'll be next week four years later Okay, we're sitting in our office, and we've forgotten about this. I think we're doing God's Not Dead 2. We, we were doing something, but what happens is we, we work over a conference table facing each other like we are now. Right. And he looks up, I look up, and we both instantly know the spirit comes in the room now. Now. And we put everything else aside, and we started doing Unplanned. And it's an important element of the making of the movie because it's all about timing. Right. It's all about timing. Uh, from the time that you were receiving all of this commission from the Lord to the um, production and then all the way through release, you have to really look at all the things that were happening during this process. Well, the, the actual writing started. This word, it wasn't a word for me, but with this feeling, this decision to go forward was 10 days before the presidential election. 
And so we assume that. Of Donald Trump. And, right. Right, and to prove that I have- There's a big m- shift. I have zero prophetic powers. I assumed <laughs> that uh, Mrs. Clinton was going to be the president and we were going to be preparing something for, we were going to be preparing a project for the last ditch defense mm. of the pro-life movement. I'm like, okay, well, this is this is what it is. It's time, you know. It's, How depressing. It, it's bayonet and trench knife time, but okay, here we go. And uh, we're willing to do that. And but no one, no one comprehended that Trump was going to win. And now, nobody, so yeah, what happened was, we we thought about it a lot. Why now? Why not four years ago? And that was something that was on us. And there were other miraculous revelations as we go. But what we realized about a year later was that if the Lord, when we wanted to do this, would have enabled us to do it, Kamala Harris, who is the Attorney General, who put David Delighton in jail She's and still is trying, trying to get David put Delighton him in jail put for away. life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want you to comprehend this. He mm-hmm. finds videos on Planned Parenthood selling baby parts, and they're putting him in jail right. for life, right? The persecution around this life And issue. Obama was the president. We would have had this film seized. The film would have been seized. And we would have put us in jail the yeah. same way. They would have just done whatever they can to do it. Here, Donald Trump, uh, God bless his soul, he's pro-life, right? Suddenly, by the way, I grew up with Trump. He was never pro-life. And he had a, a miraculous. Yeah. A lot of people believe it was because of Barron, his young boy, that mm-hmm, you know he could have mm-hmm. aborted him and stuff. But that's a whole other issue. And then we have Pence and we have the... Right. And so for the... The, the the earth is ripe. The atmosphere is being prepared. For the harvest, right. 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 And so then when people- but, but even where we were now, too, we had a security expert come up to us. He said, please tell me you've got copies of this film. And this was before the film was complete. Please tell me you've got copies of your data outside California, outside your facility. Because forces were mm-hmm. trying to destroy and us. We were mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> and so- we've, we've taken that particular precaution. And then with the infanticide law that came out in New York, Vermont, and so on and so forth, this is perfect. You can't make this stuff up. Right. Unplanned came out as a rebuttal and a revelation of truth. I believe unplanned is a divine mercy for the end times yes. where the Lord is showing people the truth right. so that they don't come before the Lord and say, I didn't know. Now, after this movie, everybody, everybody knows know. it's a baby. And forces are still trying to stop. You know, We had social media you know, Google labeled as propaganda. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to buy a ticket and you called up the showtimes in your local – uh, theater to buy it in and wanted to buy a ticket it said drama slash propaganda just this morning we had a person uh, we were at breakfast he said I went to try and see your movie this weekend and in the in the diner I couldn't believe it because we were getting reports from this all over the country he said I went to the window the movie is playing we were told the theater in the diner playing. he didn't actually try to buy a ticket in the diner no he went <laughs> to right. buy a he ticket was in at the, the theater Burbank. over the right. weekend and, he's, and they said to him uh, the girl behind the thing said we can't sell that ticket to you and he's like, why not? The movie is playing right there in that theater. She said, I, I, we just can't do it. I these, don't, these, this is the that. spiritual warfare, my friends, around an endeavor of Christ, an endeavor to open the eyes of the blind. The tagline of the movie Unplanned is what she saw changed everything. I am Alexis Walkenstein. You're listening to Mary's Touch, and I'm with Carrie Solomon, Chuck Konzelman. The uh, men behind the momentum, the movement not not so much a movie, but a movement. Uh, this is not a movie for entertainment's sake. This is a movie that is a missionary aspect of, uh, of changing the culture of death to culture of life. And these men are shifting the culture one person at a time. We'll be right back. The Faith and Freedom Minute explores the intersection of our Catholic faith and modern American culture, offering insights to understand and navigate the divide between secular viewpoints and our Catholic principles. Brought to you by the Knights of Columbus, here's past State Deputy for Texas, Douglas Oldmixon. 
The Knights of Columbus applauded the Trump administration's announcement in May that it intends to end the use of Title X taxpayer funding for centers that perform, support, or refer abortions. Our statement said, Today marks an important step in protecting the lives of unborn children in the United States. Americans should not be forced to have their tax dollars fund abortion. Knights of Columbus Marist polling conducted earlier this year found that most Americans believe abortion is morally wrong, and 6 in 10 want to end its funding with tax dollars. This is a consensus that crosses party lines. Of those polled, 4 in 10 who identify as pro-choice and more than 4 in 10 Democrats, along with the overwhelming majority of Republicans, want to see an end to taxpayer funding of abortion. This is a consensus that deserves to be reflected in the law, and we will work tirelessly to achieve that. Will you join us? This has been the Knights of Columbus Faith and Freedom Minute. To learn more about the effective witness and practical works of the world's largest Catholic family organization, please visit our website at kfc.org. That's k-o-f-c dot o-r-g. And we're back. I'm Alexis Walkenstein, and you're listening to Mary's Touch. I am joined again by Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman in our new Burbank studio location at Kappa Studios. And we've been talking about the making of Unplanned. Many of you who are regular listeners may have heard their other show where they were sharing about their life of faith and conversion. And today's show is really specifically about the movie Unplanned. It's a historic moment in American culture where we are seeing the radicalization of abortion at breakneck speed, state by state. And at the same time, Abby Johnson's story, Unplanned, uh, which was a a best-selling book several years ago, ends up in the hands of two movie men in Hollywood, guys that would rather be doing a Western, and they end up doing a movie that opens the eyes of the blind. We were talking before the break about the tagline of Unplanned, what she saw changed everything. This movie really pulls back the curtain on what happens inside an abortion clinic. There will be nobody that sees this movie that will ever be able to say they didn't know. And you men are behind this telling of this historic, powerful conversion story. What did you need to do to secure the spiritual parameter? You're men of God. You shared with me about your life of faith. This is no small undertaking. This is not something you can approach willy-nilly. How did you prepare the way for such a project like this? I I mean, it would take hours and hours, but basically I just want to say so that everyone knows is that uh, the Lord called us. We were fortunate enough that he did that and that we said yes. And I'm sure if it was not us, somebody else would have said yes and done it. We did nothing of ourselves. We brought nothing of ourselves that no one else couldn't do with the power of the Lord through them. So the Lord wrote, he directed, he produced, he did everything. It was amazing. We had miracles on set. We had divine healings. We had all these occurrences that are just incomprehensible. We needed a million dollars on a Friday afternoon. We had 20 minutes yet, and the movie was going to be destroyed if we didn't have it. I get a phone call from a, a guy flying overhead in his jet, and he says, I'm going to send you a million dollars because Jesus just told me this to. This is God. I mean, just I can just tell in. you on and on and on. I mean, it goes right. on and on. But spiritually, look, I, I think that, you know, we know that the Lord with a one word created the universe, mm. uh, the stars, the moon, and all of us, right? He breathed into us. He could end abortion now, and and he wants to do that. But he also believes, in my opinion, 
we are his hands and his eyes and his feet and, and all these things. He's calling us to do it because there is righteousness in stopping sin mm-hmm. and that we would be accorded that blessing of stopping the sin. He's going to stop this sooner or later. I think we do it or he does it. And if he does it, we ain't going to like it. Just look at the biblical version of that. And so we we just had tremendous we, – we consecrated the script uh, to the, Our Lady – uh, in a mass, Our Lady of Guadalupe, uh, we basically had a priest on set who blessed all the sets. We put holy salt. Uh, he was a little zealous, right? We had one, one day we had the guy, the Teamster, who who was working non-union. Uh, amazingly, the Teamsters did that for that for us and voted against unionization. How's that for a miracle? Amazing. We're in Oklahoma. Oklahoma in spring has weather. In secret, secret, in secret filming. Yep, yep. yep. undercover. Yep. So um, anyway, there's a storm rolling in. And it's gonna, which happens about every twelve minutes there. So it's gonna, there's gonna be lightning and thunder and stuff. And he says, um, "Did somebody put salt on the generator?" And I'm, we're like, um, "We're not sure, but let us check." So this this particular priest, I won't embarrass him by naming him, but he actually is a trained exorcist. And he had, he, we were we were putting, we went through five pounds of exercised salt around the set. For those listeners who might not know, um, holy salt is. Um, one of the elements in the church, uh, like water, that can be blessed, exercised, and you can anoint spaces and places to yeah. drive out the devil. The adversary doesn't like it at all. So, But anyway, so we have a storm coming in and a generator. So we have a combination, or we'll soon have a combination of water, salt, and electricity. Now, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, that is, so everybody's those are basically that is basically the recipe for state-sponsored executions in the electric chair: water, salt, and electricity. Right. So. And when there's lightning storms in Oklahoma, it's not one thing of lightning; oh, it's like 500 at a time. They are amazing. Yeah. And by the way, the priest's name is Father Darren Merlino. Oh he'll get a, no, you he'll get a kick he's out. out. Of <laughs> yeah, you did and that. I walked I can't up to him. And he's six. If foot, anyone needs an exorcist priest right? in Los Angeles, and he's six foot four, and he's a big guy. He's a great guy. Six, I think he's more like six five. Yeah, six five, something like that. He's a big dude. And so what happens is, I said, "Father, did you um, put salt on the generator?" And he's like, "I might have." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Can or deny. we? Can we not do can that? Can we again? not do that?" The team's oh and he's gosh. like, "Well, the generator is fine. It's safe now, and nothing will happen." Yeah, there <laughs> you like, go. that is so okay. funny. But this is unusual. This does not happen when you're making movies. Prayer on set, mm-hmm. up early, mass, uh, yeah. set visits with people of faith and influence. Um, yeah, I mean conversions. You said miraculous healing of yeah. the woman that had lupus, who, you know, had was people were praying with her and she was totally healed. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you one of the things that I found very interesting, and everyone out there should should take note of this. So Chuck and I, we, we shot the scene, uh, and there were, we were in a building, so we went down this hallway, which is a little dark, but it's on the way to the bathroom. But we're in the middle of nowhere by ourselves. Uh, and so I said, let's pray rosary. And between shots, which right. uh, – so we're doing that with mo- – Most of your time, for people that have never been around a movie set, regardless of what job is yours on a set, at least 85% of your time is spent waiting. It's waiting for other people waiting to around, do things. Right, yep. right. Or waiting for us to make up our mind, And you basically. were not going to be idle. You were right. covering this movie in prayer every second. Uh, and we, we tried to do that and, and, and every moment because, again, we're calling, we're beseeching on our creator, breathe life into the dust. And so uh, a guy comes, one of the crew members. Now, we had an amazing crew. No friction. Everyone was in love with the Lord. 
uh, Jews, evangelicals, Catholics, the whole, it, it was amazing. No peace, no arguments. If anyone's ever heard anything about a movie, that's not the way mm-hmm. it works. And this uh, this guy comes walking down the hallway, and as he passes me, I look up, you know, we're sitting on a bench, and, uh, and I'm, you know, doing a Hail Mary, and he looks, I look up, and he, with his hand, gives me the sign of the devil he, oh. he he swipes the sign of the devil past me right and you knew what that was i knew what it was but i it was a little freaky weird i mean how okay it's a guy in? that i've just been working and with for 90 get, days how right did it, how did it get in so i looked to chuck and i said to him i think that guy just swiped the the sign of satan towards us and, he, and I and said, me being unconscious, I, I, as I generally am, I had no idea that that had happened. And yeah. so what happened is he goes in the bathroom. I said, let's see what happens when he comes out. So he comes out about two minutes later, and he does it with both hands. Both hands, yeah. And he's he's trying to. But he's got the hands down tucked along his thighs so, like, we won't know. And obviously so he's doing it he's secretly. He's doing it fairly aggressively but trying to hide it at the same time. Like and an so, attempt to curse this movie. Yeah, and yeah, to curse yeah. you. Yeah. And that, uh, what that said to me was. Warfare is real. I mean, It's real. It's real. Because we had a perfect harmonious set. And he was and, the only grumbler on set, actually. And, and I suddenly had like this thought in my head image whatever you want to call it i saw grass and trees right and in the grass in the high grass i saw like a snake wow he's always there he's always lurking to get someone mm. and I, it was just a sobering reminder of why reminder. we use holy water and holy salt and bring a priest on right. set and have adoration and all these things and for our listeners it's so important these are men that are that are working at the highest level in hollywood they are on their knees they are praying they are using all of the the powerful sacraments and sacramentals of the church as the power source to be able to be covered under his blood. It's such an important reminder for all of us in our everyday life to really press in and lean into to the power source and to be covered under Mary and under the Lord. And yet with all these obstacles, you know, not having your lead actress up until the 11th hour, not having the financing, um, does it help you to trust him more knowing that he sometimes permits you to get to the brink on something like this because there's going to be a testimony? How does that work in the life of faith with Chuck and Carrie? I just wish he'd stop. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Just I'm give ho- us a list and tell us. I'm, I'm hoping that because we got. spiritual obstacle course, right? We got stretched out so many times so far and I'm like, okay, Lord, hopefully You'll take this as a permanent yes, and you won't feel a need to do this anymore because I'm going to get really old really fast like this. Well, you know, prayer is real, right? It and is. You know, the saints are active. One of the things that got me to convert was the saints. St. Francis Sales uh, was my life. first – was yeah. my – was I asked for help on certain things, and boom, it was amazing, and it was impossible. Uh, you know, I, I think that – I'll tell you a quick story real quick that will show you – faith in action you know the lord i believe calls us to have confidence in him not just faith confidence is like super faith everybody has a little bit of faith but then the wind comes the waves are crashing against the this ship this is a word that was coming up this was around the over film. and over and confidence, over confidence everybody confidence over in me confidence, confidence confidence what does that do it, it it shows the lord that you are putting your trust in him right it's a super he, it's a super he, faith he not only allow, he forces you to paint yourself into a corner knowing that the only way out is is through him and what he's saying is basically peter walks on the water when peter looked away peter began to sink 
confidence as Peter doesn't look away, even though he's scared. Mm-hmm. Maybe he stops walking. The Lord understands that we're frail. He understands what he's wrought. But Confidence in Christ was a book. It's called The Book of Confidence by Father Thomas Laurent. Best thing that I ever did was read that book. Mm-hmm. Lord gave it to me a dozen times, and I kept throwing it out and moving around. But I will tell you the confidence. It's confidence. He said, you must be confident in me because I am God. If you believe that, you have confidence. And so what happens is we're on set. Well, what's the root of the word? It's confide, with faith. With that's, faith. That's what's... And mm-hmm. so confidence. So uh, last day before the Monday morning, before we're shooting at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., whatever it is, we need a million dollars. We've emptied out our personal bank accounts. This is done. And you don't know where it's coming from. If this doesn't happen now, all the money that we put in will be lost. All the investors' money will be lost. Our financial structure through timing and through state requirements starts collapsing like a house of cards if this doesn't Mm -hmm. come through. And so what happens is that we have people screaming and going crazy. And, and and to make a long story short, what happens is uh, everyone's freaking out. Out and of the nowhere. money comes. And the money comes. The money comes. And this movie has opened on a grand scale with nearly 18 million with the domestic mm-hmm. uh, here in the United States. You're about to embark on international, Korea, Canada, Mexico. Right. Other countries are clamoring. And confidence as you move forward. It's confidence. There's always confidence. I just want to let your listeners know one other thing really quickly. I'll do it quickly. If they look in the artwork on the poster... We love our, our blessed mother. In her eye, in the pupil, we put Our Lady in, of Guadalupe and Juan Di- Diego on the poster. In, in the iris, yeah. In, in the, the iris. iris. And, uh, her face is to towards, honor the, her. towards the top about 10 That's o'clock, so and Juan beautiful. Diego's down around yeah. the 6. And that's so she was with touch. us the whole time, yep. That's beautiful. It's been a privilege and an honor to be with you today. Carrie Solomon, Chuck Konzelman, thank you so much for making Unplanned. And you can find out more at unplanned.com. Please visit that website for all the latest. And you have been listening to Mary's Touch. I'm Alexis Walkenstein. God bless you. God love you. This program is produced by Mary's Touch, a nonprofit corporation dedicated to bringing you the love of Mary and her son, Jesus. If you have questions, comments, or a story to share, write to us at Mary's Touch, P.O. Box 341991, Austin, Texas, 78734 or email radio at marystouch.org. For more stories or to find out more about Mary, visit our website at marystouch.org. Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, annanuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.